Hi, I'm Justin King, and welcome to the Blue Chip Academy. As a five-star recruit, all-Big Ten corner, NFL vet, and Power 5 recruiting coordinator, I understand the emotions that go along with the recruiting process. The Blue Chip Academy is here to provide education, critical insights, and mentorship through the recruiting process for families and athletes alike. When athletes and their families have proper education and guidance, they're able to make better decisions and set themselves up for long-term success. Blue Chip Academy provides the resources and information that empowers athletes to create their own blue chip blueprint and take ownership of their careers. Blue Chip Academy exists because when athletes and their families are armed with the right information, they're able to make the decisions for themselves that positively impact their future. Again, I'll be your host, Justin King, and welcome to Blue Chip Academy. Welcome to the Blue Chip Academy, the Blueprint to Success interview series, providing unique blueprints, tactical knowledge, and best practices to navigate this critical, uh, gr- navigate the critical points in the sports ecosystem so athletes and parents can prepare a plan to a career that they can bank on. Anybody can bank on, right? So today we got a Purdue alum, former NFL DB, and founder of Fan Sub Live. Let's welcome Brandon King, man. <laughs> What's up, man? Appreciate you having me on, man. Nah, man, thanks for jumping on, man. How's everything? <laughs> Bro, hey, hey life, life's good, bro. I can't complain, Jay. Nah, that's what's up, man. So, you know, here we're just trying to give out the details, the blueprints for cats going through the process. Depending on where you're at, you can be in college, you can be in high school. Man, you can be transitioning out of the league for all we all we know, just trying to institute the things that we learn to go through the whole process. So just understanding that you've kind of gone through the whole process at this point now from successful football player all the way to a successful funding round entrepreneur, right? We'll jump, jump into mm-hmm. that a little bit later. So what's the key yeah, yeah. piece of advice that you would give your younger self getting into this whole journey? Man. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Just, bro. Uh, man, soak it up, bro. Uh, become become an even, even better student of not only just the game, but just life, bro. I, you know, I, I just remember, man, so many times, like my pops, OGs, uh, from from uh, where I'm from. So I'm from Warner Robins, Georgia, big football city, right? A um, lot of athletes coming out of there, um, putting 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 some actually cats in the league, man. But just just uh, trusting that process more more, man, and just becoming like like I said, becoming more of a student of the game, bro, and, and just enjoying the moment. Because uh, because like I look back now, man. It went by so fast. Like I can't like, like I I, I remember bro being in the ninth in the ninth grade uh, or in the eighth grade like, and looking at the you know um, the varsity teams uh, down here like and thinking to myself, man, I can never play with with these cats, bro. And to to and had no idea you know Kyle D one college NFL was coming. Um and and, and 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 long story short, you know just it, soaking it up more, man. That that be that be. The, the thing that I wish I could go back to to, to do, um, and and obviously, um, you know, um, it, I think the one thing I, that I really wish I would have did, man, was just like like more like more like more training, bro, right? Like like and, and actually running track, bro. Like I, like I oh, like wow. like 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 uh, never realized that, bro. How big that would be to stretch them hamstrings out, bro. Um, but that's probably one of my biggest regrets. Like not not. Not taking every advantage to be an athlete, like or, or play every sport, bro, um, or, or or actually play the, the sports that actually would have helped, you know, the football journey or the football career, man. So that that's my kind of take on things that I wish I could change, man, like or, or that I wish I'd done more of, bro, because uh, it definitely would have would have benefited more, you know, just just from the, the simple fact of how much running around, at, you know, as a college and a pro DB, man, how much moving around we were doing, right, like how. 
how that would have helped, you know, when it came to playing teams, you know, just making it through the grind to playing teams until you got on, until you cracked one of the starting lineups or, or, or at least, you know, a, a solid two deep position, man. So uh, that, that would be what, what, what I want to change, man. 100%, man. You hit two key things on there, I think, that, I mean, not even change just to give you, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, so we can never do that. We just take those to, those mm-hmm. lessons to the next oh, part oh, and oh, throw them in. Sure. But with that, like soaking it up, I agree with you 100%, man, just soaking up the whole process because I was, I mean, I echo what you said, like it was, everything was the next moment. Like and when I'm in high school, I'm like, all right, I'm leaving college. I'm leaving high school early to get to college. I'm in college, man. I'm trying to graduate in three years. I'm out. I'm always out. I'm like, always out. I'm always out. Three, I'm out. But once you knew that that last one was over, it was like, oh, like, that's really it. Like, I didn't remember my draft day. I didn't remember all these different things. I started getting, like, sick to my stomach. Like, hold up. I just spent all this time, and I don't <laughs> I don't really remember, like, the little moments. But when you start, like, getting a little glimpse, it's like, that was what I loved. Like, that's what it was. And, like, that's really talking to people, people that could cherish that and have that full, I guess, appreciation of playing the game were the ones that were able to, like, I can't even say compartmentalize, but really mm-hmm. have that pure joy throughout the whole time. So that's interesting. And the track piece, man, we talk about it all the time, where speed brings opportunities. doesn't make you a great football player, but it brings opportunities, man. And that track <laughs> time when that 40, like, that's big. <laughs> so you said you was bro, like – Big time. Yeah, yeah. because, yeah, bro, I didn't, I didn't run track at all, bro, like, and, 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 and could run, bro, but just never, like – Never thought it was really important, bro. Like, you didn't run track? You could go, bro, though. I didn't run track. Bro, I did not run track, bro. Did not run. Bro, I was a hooper and in, in, in a, in a, in a quarterback since I was five. So, like, that makes like, sense, I, though. Let me just jump in real Let me jump in real quick on the eval. Let me jump in real quick on the eval. The fact that you said that makes perfect sense that you were a basketball player and a quarterback. Because, like, when I said B. King could run, though, B. King's probably one of the most twitchy, short area quickness guys. Like, talk about jumping in front against the interception point and all that stuff. So that's why I was like, ah, he had to have to be able to run. But, yeah, you're definitely ultra quick and very instinctual about stuff. And that's that quarterback <laughs> basketball. So yeah. I got I to gotta plug yeah, it in man. to see what it was. <laughs> hey, yeah, man. Because, like, the, Q, the QB side of the game taught me – man, it taught me, it taught me football for real, for real. So, like – you know, going from quarterback, you know, playing quarterback all my life to, to DB, I, mean, I knew everything. You know, the, the anticipation that I was able to develop came a lot from from seeing the things from the offensive side of the ball, man. So it, it was definitely big on, help, on helping home the instincts. What do, what do the young kids say? No cap, because my man was instinctual. Like, he was jumping oh, yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm, ju- I'm jumping it. Are, are we pulling? I'm sitting off, I'm sitting off at seven. And I, and for a matter of fact, kids, hey, tell – Tell tell the safety, hey bro, I'm 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 going. Wow. Like you, you better communicate. <laughs> you better tell. What, I mean I, I mean he worked in college, bro. Like 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 a charm. Like playing in the Big Ten, bro. Like hey, like uh, you know, and and Luana Rumo, uh, uh, shout out to him, man, uh, for 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 teaching me and for for not only teaching me but like actually like allowing us to 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 take those risks, bro. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And so uh like I all my DBs, man, hey, hey, like get, try to get your hands on that ball. That's how you get paid. Hey, get that one hand on every every practice, man. So we get back into the recruiting process, man. Coming out of Georgia. Like what, what I mean, what's that like? I was one of my favorite states to recruit because cats were you had athletes, you had good coaching, you had big guys up front, you had skilled guys, you had skilled guys were tough. Like I was like, oh man, they got some players down here. So tell me about your recruiting process. When did you uh, start getting? When did it start getting real? Man, it started getting, man, it started getting real in ninth grade, bro. Uh, okay. To be honest okay. with you, um, I think uh, coming out of so so I didn't play varsity my ninth grade year. 
kind of actually no towards the end of it i did actually uh play corner uh before i played anything man and then actually bro just off like you know i remember um duke walked through the building uh uh uh, uh, uh summer going into the sophomore year man and literally just off a little db tape that i had gave me my first offer uh uh duke blue i, I remember my i remember uh my coach uh, his name is uh doug johnson like you know, you know, you know what Duke is. You know anything about it, man? And, and bro, I, I really didn't understand like college recruiting at that point, but that that essentially like kicked it off for me, bro. Um, and and then being in Georgia, uh, obviously, uh, athlete athlete state, right? Like 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 you know, boy, boys balling down there, man. Some of the most competitive football still to this day that I've ever seen. So so I grew up, you know, it, it, where I'm from, Warner Robins, bro. We talking about like. You know, three big, you know, back in the day, big 5A high schools, uh, that in, 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 in Warner Robins and Northside, uh, that were, uh, dominant, undefeated year in, year out. And so, so my high school was, was the new, the brand new high school. And so, um, uh, you know, you know, my parents went to Northside, which is where I'm be black. And then Warner Robins was more so like the mixed school. And, and it's some, some definitely some names and some cats that went to Warner Robins Northside, Chancey Stucky, Willie Reed. Um, uh, some cats that really played, man. So I was inspired by them, bro. Like inspired by the culture, cause, cause you you would have sworn, you know, uh, you know, coming up in our in our like in, in, where, where we from on Friday nights, everybody in the city was at at the Mac. You know, what I'm saying McConnor Talbert Talbert Stadium. Like there was no in, in August September. Like we we at the stadium on Friday nights, or or, or we don't know you wait. What are you doing, right? Like why why are you in at the game, man? So so the football culture was like. Like bro, instilled in us, like um, you know, from that point on, man. And so, uh, got the offer from Duke, bro. And, and then it kind of just, kind of just snowballed, man. Like, like started getting into camps. Actually, um, man, man, uh, sophomore year going into, uh, yeah, going into my sophomore year, uh, Coach Johnson took us down to Florida State, man. And and then uh, I, I ran into a coach uh, by the name of Kirby Smart, who was coaching at at Florida State, and he was really the first coach, bro, to see that that quick twitch. That, 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 like that, like that extreme quickness plus, plus, plus some strength. Uh, and, and I remember we, we, we were, I think we were playing seven on seven. Um, and, and I had no idea who Coach Smart was at the time, but he ended up picking me as like the first DB on the team. Bro, I was like, son, you got some feet. I'm like, I, I'm like, I don't know who this is. We're, we're Bobby Bowden. That's, that's who I'm trying, that's who I'm trying to see, bro. Bobby. But we're, we're Bobby, bro. I'm trying to like, you know, I'm trying to see Bobby. Um, but man, but, but him telling me that, bro. Right, for real. Like, and, and look, I wish I wish I knew what it was today, right? And, and I want to say Mark Rick was down at the time, bro. But, um, uh, bro, that, that that really stuck with me, man. That kind of let me know, let me knew that I could do things. And then, you know, the, the things that I learned from that Florida, from being in Tallahassee, man, uh, really helped me out throughout my sophomore year. And so, um, so went through my sophomore year, man. Was still not the starting quarterback, uh, but but was a starting corner. Uh, and man, made, made all team, all, all conference, bro. And by the end of my sophomore year, I want to say, bro, I had probably like, uh, I had Duke, Arizona State, uh, uh, Georgia Southern, uh, and, and Troy University as my kind of my Division One or Division Two AA uh, offers, man, going into my junior year. Man, so that's interesting. So you get like you got that steam right at the, the the middle point of your high school career. How informed did you feel about these different schools? Was it just like an excitement, like oh, I'm getting offers, this, that, and the third, or were you really starting to have like an emotional attachment to certain schools as you were going through early on? 
I mean, bro, the first thing is just like, man, somebody want me, bro. Like, somebody <laughs> want me, man. Somebody like, want me. I'm going to see pretty good at this, bro. Like, I, I mean, e- even from, bro, like the, I, mean, I think I still got a, a, you know, mom's got a notebook at home with like the first letters that came through, bro. So like, like, cause it was, it was like, you know, uh, you know, I'm the first of my family to go to college. I'm just, obviously, I think I was like one of the, you know, the first five uh, from the city to play in the NFL. So, so it was a pretty big deal, man. Nobody, nobody really understood, um, you know, kind of how, how college recruiting worked. So it was definitely, um, like a surreal experience for, for me, myself, my family, and also, you know, the people, you know, my peers that were, that my teammates that were around me at my high school, man. You made a great point, man, when you said, like, like the first thing you thought was like, man, somebody wants me. Like you didn't even go into like the criteria of like, oh, Duke is this great school. This school offers this. I could play early here. It was like, man, somebody wants me. And I always talk about that dynamic for a high school student is because you're coming into your identity to an extent. Like you're yep. understanding who is Brandon King. And like a lot of mm-hmm. times it gets warped because that type of attention from powerful schools, your work that's putting in, it's like a free mm-hmm. education. Your parents are happy. So the, right. Everyone's there. You kind of get your identity wrapped up in that, at that, that critical age, right? Where like that, that becomes like your nucleus of whether it's uh affirmation from like doing well in, in the sport or whatever the case may be, and like how you target it. And now that is with NIL and all that stuff. And we got the, oh, the photo shoots and everything. It's just like, if that first inclination that you get is like, Oh, someone wants me. Sometimes it's hard to make, a logical decision that's best for you for the next 30 to 40 years because I mean, you're just showered attention at 15 years old, emotional roller coaster all over right. the place. It's like, we got a role. So right. when did you start zeroing in on the different things of schools? When did it transition from being just excited? Someone wants me to be like, man, you talking that bull crap. Like you lie. Like, all right. I, I like these schools. <laughs> yeah, man. So, so I, I think it, man, it was like, um, so after my junior year, like, uh, so after, after, you know, had a, you know, um, was on a really had a really good high school team. I think we, I think we were like we were top ten, we were top probably top fifteen in the state, uh, bro. We had athletes, bro. We had, we 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 had some really, I mean, we had some big dudes, bro. Um, and uh, really, man, I really really jumped into the recruiting trail, trail, um, you know, summer going into junior year, man, because uh, I got a chance to go to my first Nike camp, like like at, at Georgia Tech, bro. And so, so literally, like, I had never been to camp. So doing seven on seven, got introduced to Kirby Smart, went ahead had a successful, a dope season, balled out, and then you know letters, offers kept start start coming, and then you know you know um, you know really start sitting down with the family man, start discussing like, hey, I think hey, we we might not have to pay for me to go to school, <laughs> and so so at that point, bro, it really started getting serious, right? Like, cause I. I you know, I had never really. I don't think I. Well, actually, yes, I. I, I I'd be lying. Was a big time Florida State Peter Ward, Peter Ward fan, man, of that and, and Travis Minor and, and Snoop Minutes and all. I, I can keep naming these cats that I was fan of, man. So, so I, I actually had the thought had 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 my brain like focused on going to Florida State, bro. Like like being 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 a Seminole man, and, and so so things really picked up. You know, uh, sophomore uh, junior year, uh, summer junior year, going into a Nike camp. Um, and then, and then I think at that point, bro, I, I think I got up to like eight offers. And I think I, at that point I, I, I go on to add Georgia tech and then some, um, I think UCF came, came at that point as well. Uh, and, and then at that point I, I got like eight legit offers. Then I, I, you know, at that point, but still didn't have Florida state, bro. So, so at that point, like the determination came, like, how do I get FSU to give me an offer? So like, Florida state <laughs> was your dream school. Florida state was like, that was the target. Like I, I, if Florida state offers, I'm saying yes right now. 
That's the oh, yeah. oh, Florida, 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 Florida State, yeah. Not even Georgia. I'm like, who? And, and I hated Georgia Tech, too. I'm like, I ain't, I, I'm not coming there, bro. Uh, but but the, but the focus, like, became on where, where I really wanted to go to school. Like, what, what school did I grow up loving? It was FSU, bro. Like, that, like that's what I wanted to be. Like, I wanted to hit the, hit the tomahawk, hit, sing the song, man. And so... So that really became became the focus, man, and that's when things kind of kind of kind of got into focus, and I started, you know, understanding like what I needed to do to get their attention. You know what I'm saying? Because because here I was with some offers, with some offers, but but I think at that time, I think I think Rivals.com was really just starting. You probably remember that too, bro. Yeah, this is we, we so, was that, that fresh prime group we, we, coming we, out. Who yeah. was that first one, right? And so like I think I got like a three three star rating, like like coming out of sophomore junior year. I'm like, All right, we we decent. Uh, and, and then, man, but, but, but we, we, we decent, like, but, 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 but can I get, can I get four stars? And I, and eventually I did get my, get my four star, man. But, but, you know, chasing Florida state, bro. Um, that's what really got me, got, got things in alignment for me. And then I, and then, and then, and then my coaches honed in, like started coaching me up even more. Like, Hey, you want to play here? These, these are things you need to do. You got to hustle to the ball. Can't take plays off X, Y, Z, man. And so I say that, that, that junior, that summer of junior year, man things really started aligning and we really got focused because I had to go get to FSU. Like, I had D1 offers, right? But I don't have, ain't, ain't no Florida. I think, I think I had like one Florida State letter, bro. That was it. Had seen, was talk, it. Had seen, had seen that maroon and go one time and, and that became like, like that, that, that started driving me, bro. I'm like, I got to get to Florida State. Like, hi, Bobby Biden ain't writing no, no handwritten letters. You know, these other cats is. And so, so that was a driving force, bro. It, it, or, and, and or the thing that got me really focused on on the recruiting trail. So with that being the case and you start getting focused on that, how do you end up at Purdue? Bro. <laughs> so Florida so, State, man. Florida State to Purdue, man, from Bro. Georgia. Cause, cause, how cause, how cause, was that transition from Georgia to Indiana Indiana West Lafayette, right? In, in West Lafayette, man, because cause Florida State never came. Florida State never came. <laughs> Florida State never came, man. And then I, and then obviously, uh, junior year, I started playing quarterback, right? Uh, oh. and, that, and, that, and that may have been, uh, yeah, so I literally stopped playing all, like, junior year, like, bro, um, uh, balled out, like, probably would have, would have play, kept playing corner. Uh, you know, uh, some things may, may have been different, but I pushed the quarterback in the wing T offense, right? And so, uh, you know, gotcha, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. so, like, and, and we were really slanging the rock like that until, like, my, my, uh, to like my senior year, and then in, in Georgia, bro, like we we pounded down your throat. So 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 uh, how I got to Purdue, man. Like had a successful junior year, became an All State quarterback, got to be, become a four star recruit. I think I think by the time my senior year started, man, I had fifteen offers, including Georgia, uh, okay. Clemson, uh, Florida. Ron Zook offering. I still remember Ron Zook being it, be coming to my crib, trying to get me to, to commit to Florida. Was going to do it, bro. Then he ended up getting fired like the next week. Like was, he, he I, was, I was on my visit and I committed and the, uh, I've been telling the story on previous episodes and the AD was like he's gonna be here it's like the next week they was they no. was recruit so, they was recruiting recruiting bro, down there dog they was bro, recruiting bro, bro they was like bro so him and the DB coach I can't remember his name Jake it was Charlie Strong uh, at that time oh Dish it was Dan no, Dish no, no it was this Dan Dish it was Dan yeah. Dish yeah. Yeah. so <laughs> so bro they were sitting in my living room like hey man we need you to we need you to we need we, we need you to make a decision today and what I just tell you I'm like. Bro, y'all like Florida Gator, bro. bro this ain't Bobby Bowden talking to me, bro. Like, like it's like they look complete opposite of what I wanted. Like, right? And so, so man, end up like, 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 still chasing Florida State, bro. And then as I kept balling, more offers started coming, bro. Like, and then for a matter of fact, how to get to Purdue, man, bro. I think I, I had uh, uh, after my um, 
my my senior year, Jay, like went all state. Um, I think we went we got to the fourth round of playoffs, uh, and we had done that two years back to back balling. Uh, got beat by by a school by the name of Parkview here in Georgia. Parkview is like a big school, um, produced uh, a bunch of athletes and some some MLB cats. Uh, and uh, guy by the name of uh, Dan Spack. Uh, uh, no, no, I didn't say Dan Spack. Brock Spack. He's gonna be mad at me if you hear this. <laughs> Brock Spack, man, who who was like a Purdue legend. Um, uh, Purdue legend was was actually in town trying to recruit a DN uh, that we had on our squad by the name of Kyle Moore, who who went to Southern California, who was like the number five player in the state at that time. Just happened to be seeing his tape and happened to see my tape, man, and uh, begged me for an official visit, bro. And uh, had no idea anything about Purdue. My, I remember, I remember Coach Johnson was like, "You know, you know, you know what a boilermaker is." I'm like, I'm like, nah, man. Hey, but man. but 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 I had I had my top I had my top four at that time. It was Georgia, Clemson. Um, it was still Florida, uh, UCF, and I, and I actually didn't have a, I didn't have a fifth, right? So Purdue kind kind of came and and uh, you know sold me. And I think that year, bro, they had they had put like you know what it was. They had put like. I want to say twelve cats in the league that year when Kyle uh, yeah, was there. And Pollard right. and all them boys was. I mean, oh, well, yeah, like right my, before it's like all them yeah, dudes was yeah, coming right, up. Right, yeah, right before Bernard. Like so, it was like yeah. uh, it was. So it was like um, it was a bunch of cats going it's to league, man. It's so, Stubblefield, right? The receiver. I mean, receiver coach up at Penn State. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Is he at Penn State now? He's a receivers coach at Penn, Penn State. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, take you, bro. Yeah, take, bro. He was a ball at Purdue, man. But man, got, got to go up there. You talking about Bernard, bro? Bernard Pollard. Like so, so got to go up there. Me and my mom went, and Bernard Pollard was my host. Like oh, Bernard was, <laughs> yeah. So, so it was like it was like actually a combination of Bernard Pollard and Cliff Averill, who who played for 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 yeah, for Detroit, the Seahawks, yeah, man. Bro. And, yeah, yeah, bro. And, and went up there, bro, and had a ball, man, and, and was sold, bro, on playing early at that point. Because uh, at, at, at 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 that point, I knew I, I knew I was like one of the better athletes, you know, probably in the state and definitely probably in the country. And so the focus came came. Came like the focus was at that point. Who's gonna give me the best opportunity to play, hone my skills, and get to the next level? And then obviously, mom they, they sold mom on education, like yeah. the school got get 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 her kid out of Georgia, like like get out of here, get right. If you ain't gonna go to Georgia, one of these schools, like this ain't a bad opportunity, man. So you know, uh, Brock Speck and uh, Luana Rumo, uh, Coach Tiller sold my sold, sold the parents on coming to play in the Big Ten. They had just put twelve cats in the league, man. Uh, and Bernard was sitting right there, freshman All American, Cliff uh, as well. Uh, and so I bought in, bro. I think I committed like three days, three days later after the visit, and the rest is kind of history, bro. That was it. So you made your decision based on wanting to play early, like that was kind of your deciding mm-hmm. factor. Yeah, That's a smart, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. So, 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 yeah, like you don't like so, so. Hey, could have went to Georgia, like you know, you know, could have went to UGA and, and and played behind a bunch of four, you know, other four and five star recruits. Um, and and, and w- wouldn't scare the competition at all. But it just, I mean, it was, it, I mean, this school, this is a big I'm ten school, play, just put twelve in the right? league. I'm trying to play. I'm trying to get on the field. I'm trying to get on the field. I, I tell the story all the time about Mel Tucker. I went to uh, my visit to Ohio State, and he was coming up, and I, I was trying to play both sides. I was trying to play both ways. He's like, look, man, you come here, I guarantee you'll be a first-team All-American. You'll be a first-round draft pick. Like, I can guarantee it, but you might not play till you're a sophomore or junior. I was like, what? Like, I was like, nah, bro. But I always respected the fact that he was. He told me in the recruiting process. He was like, real. We got these guys, and obviously they had there was first rounders all up in there. Like it wasn't, like, yeah. it wasn't capped. Oh, stay loaded, bro. And they've been they've been, they been loaded for like fifteen years straight. It's, it's it's crazy. Good coaches, good good players, and you got good little recipe going, man. So, did you have any idea when yeah. you went to Purdue what you wanted to do after football? 
Man, uh, no idea, bro. Uh, you, you said before I went to Purdue or when I went to before, Purdue? like when you were like picking oh, to go up no. there. Like, did you know what you wanted to study? It was just like I'm going through the plate early. I'm, I'm going through the plate. Thought I well, I, I had to thought, you know, because I was a, I was a smarter, I was a pretty decent student, bro. Um, so I had the thought of becoming some type of engineer at that, at that time, honestly. Okay. Like, so it started early, you know, always been an artist, man, you know, grew up drawing tattoos, pictures of, of, of our high school superstars, you know, from my city. And so I've always been super creative, man. Thought, thought I wanted to do that. Knew I didn't want to do, uh, you know, any, any of the normal stuff, communication, business, you know, and so I definitely want to challenge myself. So I had a, a little inkling, man, but, but not really like the focus was like, how can I get on the field early? Uh, and, and then, and then and I'm on three year plan. I'm going straight to the league, bro. <laughs> Just like that's that. real to admit it, dog. <laughs> I I was saying the same thing. I came up. I told my academic about it, Todd Coker. He knows I'm telling the truth. I came up with seventeen. I was like, bro, figure out how what you got to do for the schedule to be for me to be out of December '07. He was like, what are you talking about? I was like, yeah, I ain't gonna be it's here in four years, dog. Like, it's, <laughs> nah, <laughs> like, bro. I, I, my, I'm on the same plan. And, and bro, my, knew it. Like. Like, like, if I'm coming to Purdue Big Ten School, I'm definitely going to get on the field. Freshman, early, let's do it, man. It was over with. So we talk about – that's awesome, man, like, because we get to the culture aspect of the schools because everyone talks about, you know, what you're focusing on. So it's like, all right, I'm focused on getting on the field. You realize there's so many layers that happen when you get on the yeah. campus. Like, how are the students? How's the surrounding areas? How do the, the actual support staff operate on a day-to-day basis? How was that transition from Georgia to West Lafayette? Oh my God, bro! I had never seen snow. Like never, <laughs> never seen snow, bro. Like it was, bro. It was tough. Like never seen snow. Never really been on my own, man. You know, because my parents were strict, bro. Like they didn't play the game. I'm in the house before the street lights come on, type, you know, type of situation. So, man, like got up there and had crazy freedom, and didn't really realize how good of an education, you know, a, a school Purdue really, really was, right? Uh, okay. Like, like didn't quite understand. I, I had. I, I I had really good grades, bro. But um, I mean, it was tough, bro. Um, you know, uh, to, to be honest with you, man. Like, got up there and really, man. Freshman year, bro, dropped the ball. Like, became academically eligible every day after my oh, freshman. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, 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 literally, bro. I, I and, and got no shame in telling this story. Like, like, uh, no. capable guy. Like, and so that's how tough it was for me, man. And that actually. Uh, got up there and uh, had my daughter my, as a freshman as well, man. So got up there and boy, boy was like, like wow, just a little bit, man. Uh, so it was definitely tough, like, because I had never had that type of freedom to to make my own decisions and and, and you know, because my parents had, had kind of kept my brother not straight, right? Like, yeah. you know, uh, big big time family, mom and daddy don't play that ish, um, and so it was tough, man. But um, um, but I, but I would go on, bro, my sophomore year to get back on track, and then. Uh, and then once I got uh, back eligible, everything was fine. Wow, that's amazing. So you had a you talk about transition from Georgia to West Lafayette. That's hard already. Transition from high school yeah. football to college football. That's hard. Like all the different dynamics. And then you get up there and you like you have a, you have your uh, your baby, your first your first kid yeah. as a freshman. Yeah. So like that's another transition. Like where you're trying to do all these things. How did you organize your focus? Like to come out of being academically ineligible having a kid transition from Georgia and then to the sophomore year, getting back on track and getting on the field. Like, can you take me through that process a little bit? Cause that's quite impressive <laughs> to get through that and get back on. Really bro. Like, I mean, I had a goal, bro. Like, man, the whole goal, man. And I, I should have said this earlier, but you know, being the first in my family to go to school, play, play division one ball, the first at my high school to go to Purdue, which, which, which now I think, I think since I 
went to Purdue. I think he's been five cats from my high school to Purdue. So open up, like, literally open up a pipeline for it. Yeah. Like yeah. literally. Um, and, bro, and, and had a goal to take care of. Like I'm gonna take care of the fam, man. Like that, 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 that was a driving motivator. Like get to the league so I can take care of the fam. Like make, make them proud, bro. And so, man, really feel like I had, I had let, let, let them down. Like, uh, like, like by, by being academic, like by being ineligible. And so, uh, it didn't take me long to refocus, bro. Cause I've always been a bright kid. Never really got in trouble. Didn't, I didn't, you know, didn't, didn't drink any alcohol until I think I got in the league, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, so we're super clean, you know, but, and so, Man, refocus, man. Like, got back on the books, man. Like, like you know, like, like I, like I had been accustomed to doing, uh, and just you know, set my, set my, set my goals on, on, on what, like, why I came to Purdue. Like, why did I, why did I come here? I ain't coming in necessarily to, like, obviously I came here to network, but I really came here to become a better, a better, a better, uh, a better ball player and a better man, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that, that's what the focus was. And so, so you know, I never been a person, bro, that, 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 that has an addictive personality or things like that. So it was really easy for me to shake it off. And, and and literally, I, I was I dreaded going back home. I'm like, I can't, I cannot go back home. Like, like, right? Like, because we're kicking for a like, lot of guys. It's bro, like, I ain't sending you, hey, bro. I can't, well, what I'm gonna do at the crib? Like, what what, what are we gonna do? I, I can't go. I, I can't. I can't be a janitor. I can't. I can't. Cannot go back to that city that I'm from. You know what I'm saying? Like my whole. You know. You know. I'm, I'm meant to be here. So literally got got that focus, man, and and that that guided me through, bro. Like getting back. Uh, you know, eligible, and then get back on the field to start my 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 sophomore year uh, at, at at safety. I think I started I started at free safety my sophomore year. Kudos to you on that, man, because that's big. Because you see it in the NFL, you see it in college, even from like the recruiting side, where guys come up on a couple points that you said. When guys come up in that freshman year, whether they red shirt and they kind of fall off the wagon, and right now with the transfer portal, NIL, oh, yeah. and all this other, like yeah, it's bro, crazy you fall off quick or you're not up to par, you get out recruited so fast that like, if that yeah. happens, I mean, your career is over. So like the fact that you were able to jump back, get in the saddle, get everything organized and start your sophomore year, man, kudos to you on that. So like my next question is like, once you got onto the field, mm -hmm. on the second part, the second part of the initial thing that I was saying is that recruiting pipeline, when you open up that joint from a school and it's like that residual effect for like Purdue to go back. That's that's a big piece for those recruiting coordinators out there. When you guys go to a school, a nucleus, yeah. own that school because there's a residual effect to that. And that's the same yeah. thing for recruits coming out. If that school has never recruited your school and they have other schools that they recruit, be careful because they have relationships other places where they're going to be deemed to play those play players a little bit quicker because they, they have to go back to that school for the, the next year's class. So just keep that in mind. Right, yeah, because it's a relationship business and everything. It's do, a right? relationship like, and I, business, and I'll talk about this later when it comes to, to to where I'm at now. But bro, it's the same thing: networking, relationship business, man. Like that, that's why the pipeline opened up because I, I went and balled out for Purdue. So they like, I want three more of him, basically. Like that's what they did. Yeah. And then, bro, another thing too, bro, in making my decision to go to like, you know, you know, would I have been able to get back on the field like I did had I went to a Georgia? Probably not. Right, so. In making in making a decision to go to Purdue, bro, I was a, a rare athletic specimen for them, right? Gotcha. Right, like, and, and so that because because like you know, and, and, they, and they didn't stop recruiting. They they kept recruiting the Glenvilles where Ted Ginn went to. They didn't stop, but but I didn't see any cat come through the doors. I'm probably until like maybe my senior year. We we you know after we started really winning, um, that that could match me athletically at that point, right? And so like picking a school and then going through what I went through actually helped probably, probably save me to some degree um, from, from kind of fall, falling behind on, on, 
like on on the depth chart, man. Just simply because I chose the right school, with, with you know, with the focus being on getting on the field early, man. So, um, that's a great point. My uh, my dad said something earlier on the on the previous on the previous episode was like, make sure he's an associate head coach at Penn State, but make sure that whoever's recruiting your kid that that school needs the kid, like everybody, because everybody wants the best players, but like if the school needs them to succeed and like needs them to operate, they're going to put things in place and you'll have a little bit more, you know, opportunities to make that thing right. So did you have a welcome to college football moment, like on the field where you got out there was like, Oh snap. Like this is, this is real life. Oh yeah, bro. Oh man. Oh bro. Freshman year playing uh, Notre Dame, Brady Quinn, Jeff Samarja, bro. Corner goes, Bro, bro, boys, I think it threw for like 480 yards on the. <laughs> that was my bro. I was probably throwing the ball 50 times, and they was probably just coming bro. out. <laughs> bro, they and they they were really really good then, bro. So literally, bro, about 40 corner, year. bro, they, bro, like and, and and we had like and, and on on defense, bro, we had like Rob Nikovich, Cliff Averill, uh Bernard Pollard. We had some dogs on on, on the D, uh, Ray Edwards, uh, Anthony Spencer. Uh, oh, yeah. I can just keep naming them like some real dogs, and the boys. It like that didn't none of that didn't matter, bro. That year, and so uh, uh, I remember uh, uh, Josh uh, Hick, bro. Hick, bro, uh, was a senior, number thirty three uh, from Dallas, Texas. Uh, 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 dislocates his elbow, and I, I, I'm in the too deep, bro. Coming to game third and eight, third and eight, bro. And it's some margin lined up, and me and you, he had just burned. I think somebody on like a sixty yard post, right? And, and, and Lou Anarumo is literally like. They finna throw the ball right at you, bro. And, and literally, bro, like I, it was like an out of body experience. Like I'm like, I wasn't scared, but it was just like, damn, I'm here, bro. What what am I gonna do? <laughs> what what I'm finna do, bro, bro? And literally, they come out, set the ball, Jay. They throw it right at me. Just so happened that 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 on the right side was Rob Nikovich. Jumps up, pick the ball, bro. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, thank you so, thank you so much. <laughs> and that was like my introduction to college football, like on, on a big time scale, bro. Like, and from that point on, man, I, I, I was like, I was decent. I, I was straight from that point on, bro. But, but had, had that, had that, had I gotten beat on that play, bro, maybe I never recover. Maybe I never maybe. become this. <laughs> he said, I'm ineligible. I'm getting burnt, man. I'm out here. He's like, this is rough, dog. <laughs> But that was my welcome to college football moment, man, because Notre Dame, they were steamrolling cats that year, and and, it, and it, there was no running high. You know how it is on that island, bro. Like, cover four is it, – it, it sounds like a zone, but you got that man. Like, he he, he, he really yours, so I, I say that was my moment, bro. That's real when you talk about the transition in and being on defense. It definitely moves a lot faster because, like, I came in when my freshman year at Penn State. I played both sides. So I played offense. And, you know, I mean, I had my packages. And oh, yeah. I nickel. remember. Yeah. But, y'all, yeah, but, yeah. like, so my first play, I mean, my first play in, in college football is a 74-yard uh, a seventy-four yard run. I, it's, but, listen, I didn't say a touchdown run, though. No. I got caught on the two-yard line by Mike, by Mike Jenkins, dog. Like, I'm thinking, you know, high school. I'm thinking in high school, I get in the loose. I'm, like, running. And so I'm thinking, this is easy, bro. Like, I'm like, oh, uh-uh. Fumble out of joint. Joe Paul meets me at the numbers. Ah, nah, nah, nah. But then I get on defense. And I'm like, oh, this is moving a lot faster when Katz is coming at you, moving around. So, at that point, next play, I got mossed. They put me on a red zone. I got lost. I'm like, yo, this is like a this is a whirlwind, man. I gotta focus, dog. It ain't high school. <laughs> bro, it's, bro, this is not high school. I'm not the best athlete no more out here, bro. Like maybe on maybe I feel like they're on my squad, but these cats over here, I mean, I mean, Notre Dame had receivers that were like all everybody was six four. 
Like everybody, like literally six three, six four, jumping out the gym, just killing them, bro. So I, I, I feel your pain in that, bro. Like it, it was bro, like a world. It was the roller coaster, bro. It was a roller. It was like sugar to sugar to shit. Like bro, it was like oh, seventy four yards, fumble. Ah, next thing. Ah, moss. <laughs> and bro, I think this is literally like this is like the second game of the year. My first snap, like on defense, legit. Like I had been playing teams, right? But teams was not. Teams is not deep. First team. First team. <laughs> you don't got to think on teams. Teams is just running. Let's go get them. Bro, like, so that was like my welcome to college football moment, man. See, lining up, seeing, I don't remember what to do, Nate. Uh, um, it was like, they were in doubles. Was, I know it was a margin. It was somebody else that was big in the slot too, bro. But man, bro, like scared, scared, scared me to death, bro. But made, made me a better, made me a better player, man. Cause after that, man, I, I, I was straight. Like went on to play, play, play pretty well the rest of the game. And then, yeah, obviously would go and become a, a, a two-time All Big Ten corner man. Most definitely, that's how you figure it out, man. So we, man, we got big entrepreneur on the, on the, on the show here. So you know, now everything that's happening, name, image, and likeness, guys getting their own businesses, you know, signing deals. What would have been your NIL strategy up in West Lafayette? Man, bro, I don't know. I probably, bro, like it. it honestly, uh, so when when I was playing, bro, Facebook had just came out, man. Like, so it would have probably been to get on somebody's web, like be representing somebody's website or some type of situation, some type of situation like that. Because like, bro, Facebook had us like addicted. And, that, and that's really, man, where, um, when that, when that actually started happening, where I really figured out I wanted to be an entrepreneur, like, like an entrepreneur or engineer. Like that's when it really happened, Jay, for me. But, um, I don't know, man, like, like, a, you know, like a real strategy, no idea, man. Cause like when we were coming up, like, they're, like we we were told, you take money, anything. You, you never play here again, and and it, and it would it, it wouldn't like um it wouldn't like it is now where where the kids can obviously play somewhere one year and transfer the next year. Like you know you know we we thinking you you get you get basically put down. I'm gonna be out this thing two years, and somebody else gonna come replace me, right? But uh, I don't I you know honestly, Jay, I, I I don't know, man. I, I don't even know how to how to feel about nil because like man, like I, I wouldn't even know what to do today. Um, you know, you know, being as though, it, um, you're just looking at the landscape of things now. Don't have no idea, Jake, because like, like I said, man, like it, it just was unheard of for players to make money off of their image back then. And, and granted, by the time my junior year came, like, bro, I, I saw a lot of seven jerseys in the stand, right? A lot yeah. of seven jerseys, like a, a whole bunch of them, right? But, right. Uh, but back then, man, it, you know, we we were trying to get attention of the Chicago scout, area scout that I saw coming in the building. That's it. Hey, bro, I'm over here. What's up, bro? What's up? What's up? How you doing, dog? (laughs) That's real. I mean, that's real. Just like from the standpoint that you're right now, like, you know, full-blown entrepreneur, you know, running businesses, like in the engineering status, like coding and all that stuff. Like a lot of like your path to entrepreneurial uh, journey would have been hard to do, like with that mindset that you do have, like in college, right? Like whether it's like learning a whole new skill, doing all those different things. But like you said, you see that name image, like, man, sign some autographs, do a little bit of this, but yeah. I'm sure you would have came up with something innovative. <laughs> bro, I, I would have definitely came up with some, man. Like, I, I definitely came up with something then. Uh, oh, for sure, bro. Sign autographs, like, appearances, like, like anything I could have got my hands on, bro, to, to you know, uh, you know, uh, going to the car lot, showing up, taking pictures, wh- whatever, man. Like, I just tell cats now just to, just, like, focus on building that brand, bro, like, like, and then there was no social media. Like social media was just starting when me and you were playing. And now cats got like literally, bro, you can become a Johnny Manziel was bigger than life in college and 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 never 
even approach the, you know, nowhere near that in the NFL, man. So like, Go I'd have found some Jay for sure to 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 that 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 fit into the name, you know, NIL type deals. Uh, so t-shirts. I, I don't know. I don't know if you can sell t-shirts, but but no, you can. You can you come with your own logo, <laughs> so everything. We got lockdown. You at Penn State? You got the got the gear. Bro, that's like, like a whole. That's the whole group. Man. You can sell that, bro. Yeah, there's definitely a, would, there's, would. Yeah, there's a there's bro, a lot that you could do, so especially it, bro. Probably if I'm thinking now, bro, I probably would have been been selling merch, bro, on my own website because I I definitely wanted. You know, I definitely started like dabbling, like engineering stuff, just a bit. And so, like, like I said, Facebook really inspired it. Like, it was like the internet blew up. Bam! Now I know everybody. And so, man, definitely would have probably, probably, probably you know, you know, sold, sold some type of product, man, on some type of site. That, that's that definitely would have been my strategy. Um, uh, uh going, uh, being, being in West Lafayette. That's real. I think that's a great point in just college sports, just that monetization point of moving the product. Like, that's the simple hand to hand. And you know, yep. if you're a scalable item or asset, that definitely works that way. So, like. So we talk about transitioning to the NFL a little bit. Undrafted route is is real, right? We all know, like, you don't get drafted. It's tough, you know what I mean? So tell me a little bit about that process for you, transitioning from West Lafayette into the league. Man, you know what was so tough, man? I, I remember, bro, coming out, you know, um, you know, after I made my second um, – I made the All-Big Ten, second-team All-Big Ten my, my senior year, um, you know, uh, hearing, hearing from um, – because and bro, actually, bro, I was I was thinking about coming out my junior year, but but Coach Luana Romo was like, man, you're a little bit under the radar. But he really didn't tell me like my 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 grade. Nobody really communicated to us back then. Like like either you were like a first second round pick or like they just like they like you. You should but, probably yeah, sit. You should probably sit. You should probably sit one more year, right? But bro, coming out senior year, bro, I'm getting four. You know, I'm getting grades like oh, you you a third, you 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 maybe a late third, definitely a fourth round pick. You know what I'm saying? And so. Uh, hearing that, and then, and then, and then, like the the communication with the team, the visits I had was like indicating that, like obviously, like you know, uh, the, the Jets were, uh, were, were big, were, were big on me. Cincinnati Bengals were, 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 were big on me. Um, and and Colts were obviously that's a different story. Nowhere to be found. I think I hated Indianapolis at the time, bro. But um, you know, coming out, man, like um, uh, and, and this was obviously rep for a come on, so. So coming out, um, didn't get invited to any senior bowls. I think I think I was on like the line of one, of getting into one, but but had a whole bunch of agent activity. Had a whole bunch of people, you know, uh, wooing and on. You know, you know how, how the recruiting game goes, man. And and, and definitely thought I'd be like a, 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 a probably like fourth fourth round pick. Um, and and then then didn't get that invite to that to 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 one of the senior games, and didn't get an invite to the combine. And, and then so at that point, knew something w- was probably off. Uh, but but like the communication from the teams was like really was still really strong, right? Like talking to talking to talking to coaches uh, and actually has went on some visits, man. You know what I'm saying? And 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 then thought, you know, at, at that point, I think I may, maybe you know going through the process, training in Indianapolis, probably didn't think. Uh, and and then even even like a month, like when, when I was training, I think it was me and uh, uh what's his name? Nick was it Nick Pope went to IU was a safety. Oh, that's um, good memory, yeah. Yeah, um, I think me and him, like, you know, even amongst the group that we were training in at St. Vincent's in Indianapolis, uh, what, you know, what, what the people that, that, uh, like agents and the people that were training us were here was like, he and I were like the, the two biggest, two biggest cat, you know, two biggest had the, had the, we had the, the, the best potential to get drafted there. So, so, so felt good about it, man, but, but knew kind of the back was, was against the wall. Once, once the, once the, the combine invite didn't come in and, and one actually came for, 
you know, the corner uh, that I played with named David Pender, uh, uh, was, uh, was like a six, like probably a six foot corner, like four, three, like low four, three guy track, track star, Charleston County high school in Georgia, right. Was, was actually a year young. Actually I had recruited him to Purdue. And so, so me and him were like, basically had the same stats. And I think I had, I had better numbers than he had. Um, and, uh, then he had, um, uh, our, our, our senior year. Right. Uh, but man, he got the combine invite. I didn't, right. Like didn't get it, but, but still agent was like, man, Hey, the team still like you, you know, you know, maybe might, maybe at this point, it may not be the fourth round. It's probably looking like a late round pick. So I'm like still in there. Right, man. Uh, so, uh, go through the process. Um, you know, uh, got one team visit with, with the Bengals. Um, and then draft day comes, man. So obviously, um, didn't expect to get I, like day one. I think, I think, I think, and I think back then they, they did like the whole when, when we were coming up, it was like it was like day one and day two, right? Like day one was like one through four, and then the second day was like, or, or day one was one through three, and the second day was four through seven. I'm about to say, yeah, um, it changed up, yeah, yeah, it changed up. And then, man, phone, phone, you know, about the fourth, fifth round, phone really started ringing a lot, Jay. And at that point, I'm thinking, all right, by fifth, sixth, fifth, sixth round, we're gonna get out of here, right? And then, I remember, I mean, I remember the Jets calling, man, saying, Hey, uh, hey, we're out of picks, man. Uh, like, like, but we love to bring you in as a preferred free agent. I'm like, hell no, I ain't, I, I, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't coming in there. Somebody, coming somebody gonna get me this. So, somebody gonna get me in this sixth or the seventh, man. And 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 long story short, man, it, it didn't happen, bro. Phone phone kept ringing, phone kept ringing, and I remember being just like, you know, having all my family around me, big draft party, and just being just like supremely disappointed, man, that, that the phone didn't ring. Then I was coming to X Y Z team, man, but. But little did I know it, Jay, that was a blessing in disguise because I, I actually got to pick where I want to go. And then, and then as a preferred free agent, man, I think, I think my sign of all was like 70, 60, 70 K or something like that. So, so he like, like me real, and Seth Brown. He was like pick, a real preferred, he was a real preferred I, I, yeah, guy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I, I was, I was a real preferred free agent. And, and Indy, like a, a lot like Purdue, bro, like Indy had, had a situation where they really didn't have any superstar corners. Like, like, like they had some really good, like, like Kelvin them, they were balling. But they didn't have any, any reversers or anybody, you know, uh, or, or, or any crazy depth that was going to actually block me from playing. So, you know, me and my agent, man, made the decision, uh, you know, taking his advice. Uh, my, and by the way, my, my agent name was Brent Tesler. Um, uh, it gave me, you know, hey, man, this is the, this is the best opportunity for where you can actually make a roster. And, and then, and then, they, and then, and he, and he told me that. And then they obviously, with, with the set, with the sign of they gave me, you know, um, uh, you know, they were, you know, really showing me that they, that they wanted me, bro. And so I made the decision to go to go to Indianapolis, man. After I hated Indy for so long, I, I remember I hated Peyton. I hated everything about the Colts. But man, uh, one of the best decisions I ever made, man. And uh, and they gave me a shot, bro. Like they get they gave me every opportunity to make the roster, and I never disappointed them. Uh, ran to the ball, made plays, like like lined up against whoever. I remember, I remember. I think the third preseason game, I was across. Bro, I had watched To for years, and here I am lined up across. Ocho and, and, and T.O. And literally, that's, I think that's how I made the roster. Ball now, playing, playing against cats like that, man. And just, like, you know, stayed healthy, bro. Ne- never, like, like really soaked up. Like, stayed in the cold tub. Stayed, stayed man, just making plays, Jay, at every corner. Making plays, and then, um ma- Making plays and then, you know, uh, 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 building Chris Polian, man. Um, being, being the cats they are. Like, like, the Colts had a thing for signing undrafted, uh, undrafted cats. And so that I mean, it was just like the perfect story, man. You know, me being av- being available, like uh, always being available, especially my rookie year. Like, and then, and then, uh, and then, and then I think it was like a 
maybe an injury or two, man. And then I end up, I think I end up beating out like a second round and a third round pick my, my, uh, my rookie year. And, and, and literally just by ma- making plays, run to the ball. Like I really, like we, we were all the same athletes, bro. I, I just wanted it more than they did. Crack the roster. Kind of, man. And, and the rest was kind of, I mean, playing two, right? Rerouting the same thing, staying in thirds, like knowing what you leverage at on man to man, like knowing how to bring pressure. And then getting cats on the ground. Got That's that call, it. made the roster, man, and the rest is kind of history, bro. Now, you bring out some good points. One of them being the best ability is availability once you get into the league. It's availability. Yep. And the more things that you do. So you're like hitting on some great points where it's like a lot of rules that I think when you're in the NFL, you get some supreme life lessons that you can transition and yeah. transition and start your own business, corporate America. Because mm-hmm. there's not really a tense environment like an NFL locker room, field mm-hmm. of competition. Bruh how you're getting evaluated on a daily basis, everything everything that goes along with what you just said. So what would be the cardinal uh, rule that you took from your time in the NFL that you implement on your day-to-day basis now? Like, what what would be the thing, man? Like, let me, let me see. Um, I don't know, man. Like, for, for sure it would be like, man, like live every day like it's the last day being on this roster. <laughs> 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 That'd be the thing, man. Because as an undrafted guy, bro, even even after making a roster, Jay, they were still signing cats. They 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 still signing cats. So 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 I, I don't know what tomorrow holds as a as a as an undrafted cat. So man, just just leaving it like never leave, taking anything for granted would be would be the biggest thing, bro. Like 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 taking every advantage of every opportunity that I got to make the biggest impact. That that's what kept me on the roster my whole rookie year, man, and allowed me. To get to a second and third year, man, just like like not taking things for granted, bro, and being available, like you were just saying, like I, you know, um, and, and actually I say that, and I actually got put on IR towards the end of my rookie year because I tore my hamstring, but but it went from a lack of trying, bro, like I, I literally teams not warming up, bro, but just, just man taking advantage of every opportunity, bro, would, would be the biggest thing that 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 I take with me into business today, like like every opportunity to network, to meet people. You know, you know, showing up on time, just doing the little things right, man, to give myself every opportunity um, to, to to either make a roster or make it in business, man. Like, I, like that's still the same mantra I live by today, bro. Most definitely. We're about to jump into the transition. But before we do that, got a little LIG read here. This episode of Blue Chip Academy is brought to you by LIG Sports Group, a strategic talent acquisition firm specializing at the intersection of sports and business made up of three pillars. May- the following up with Blue Chip Academy empowered the next generation of leaders by equipping them with the detailed blueprint to success while using sports as our catalyst and LIG's brand consulting and partnerships um, is a unique approach to solving your brand's most challenging problems. We take a strategy led approach with industry insights, to identifying scalable assets, helping brands thrive in a new NIL space and not wasting your marketing budgets. And finally, the executive search and specialty sourcing. In order to stay ahead of your competition, your company needs the best talent available. At LIG Sports Group, we provide proactive and innovative talent acquisition and specialty sourcing services that will help redefine your talent acquisition and recruiting strategy. What separates us from the rest of the executive search firms is that we have different critical points that we're evaluating because we're circling through the complete ecosystem. So seeing different evaluation points from the lateral standpoint, from above and below. So let's jump back into it with Brandon King. Appreciate it. Yeah, no doubt, man. So back in, so we talk about the transition being one of the hardest things, man, in sports yeah, in general, because you're just wired one way, and then the next thing you know, it's mm-hmm. like, ah, you got, there's a whole another set of rules over here. So what's one word to describe the transition for you? Man, 
uh, <laughs> one word, man, like being patient was, was, was like just trusting the process, like was, was the thing that I had to do. Like, no, like literally, man, cause, cause coming out, like obviously went on, went, played in the NFL four and a half years, uh, coach three, uh, two and a half, and then went on to play for Jacksonville, Miami, Detroit. Right. Um, and, and just, man, just always having, having, having faith, bro. Right. That I was going to find, find my footing. And, and and that I was I was destined to do something, destined to be great. I just didn't know what. And then and, and you talk to a cat just like you, just like you, man. And, and a lot of other cats have probably been on this podcast. We've been playing ball since we were five or six. Except you know, since 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 I could start talking, we we've been carrying around a football. So you know, yeah, just having faith, bro. Like like that 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 I find like my next thing because it was really hard, bro. Like that first that first year because because like because all you ever wanted to do was was be a professional football player, right? Like and so. Man, having the faith and then leaning back on family, bro, uh, as I would start transitioning out, man, like, you know, um, you know, looking at, you know, my pops, like, you know, uh, uh, you can't soak too long, son. You're grown. uh, Literally, like, like, you can come back here for a little bit, but, and and, and, and not, not that I need to go back to like my, my folks crib, but I just need to be around my family doing, doing that. It's a, it's a lonely, it's a lonely time. It's like a really, really, really lonely time. Like, I don't think people give credit to what that is or how people can fall off in that time. And especially if you don't have faith that you can gain some skills to do something new or pivot into another area. So, like, once you're at the crib, where was that? What did you what made you pivot into trying to learn a new skill to kind of accelerate this process? Man, because because I knew I didn't man, I knew I didn't want to coach. I knew I didn't want to do you know, talking, what, whatever. Cause and, 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 and I didn't want to coach cause I still had all that athletic ability. I feel like I was better than a lot of other cats. I'm like, I don't want to coach you. I'm, I'm better than you. Right. Right. And so, that's man, why, that's why so, you shouldn't play. I'm better than you. What do you mean? I'm not your coach. I'm better than you. Um, but, but bro, bro I, I really needed to find something that I could focus on. Right. That, that would, that would help take up that time or, 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 or that, that empty feeling that, that football left, bro, of not, not playing. And so, Man, like learning how to be become an engineer took up all the focus, bro. Like everything got like like I thought I had had felt I, I thought I knew what it felt like to be tired, uh, uh, be tired. But I never knew what it felt like to be tired physically and mentally. And 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 and, and, and when I started dabbling with engineering, bro, like it, it became like a, a challenge, bro. Just like you know, you know, really learning how to play cover two or being a, a dope DB to it, right? Like it like it was like a snowball effect. Like that, that consumed me, and then probably by after about the third month of doing it, man, I knew I knew what I wanted to do, and then and, and at the time, uh, you know, th- like the big tech companies had really started taking off, right? Like Facebook had become taking off. All of a sudden, here come Instagram was here, right? And so, so seeing what what these what these other entrepreneurs were, were able to do, and then and then me learning how they did it, right? Like most of them became they were engineers first, and you can go back to Steve Jobs, like all these people, right? Like engineers first. Like built their first company, then then they, then then you know put the hard work in, the, the hard work, sweat, tears, funding, uh, uh, you know solving solving a problem, solving a pain point. Then they then they went off to become uh to to build these dope companies. And so I was seeing that at the same time, man. And then I didn't even necessarily say I, I was in, I was doing some investing while I was playing too, right? So I was investing in tech, and so so that's how I was able to come off, you know, um, and not stay depressed for too long because everybody goes right. through that depressed period. Uh, to to fall onto onto the like tech industry, man, and it was only a matter of time before you know I, I got I actually got my hands on the on the keyboard just from watching YouTube videos, bro. That's how that's literally how it happened. 
like want to build it, want want to learn, like didn't know how to do it, did not want to go back to college for four years. So I'm like, I got like, I, there's got to be le- like a way I can skip these steps, man, bro. Literally learned learned some 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 uh, I think it's some Objective C, and it was actually one of the hardest program languages to learn, bro. Taught myself that, bro, and then the rest is kind of history, Jay. I, I was off to the races, indulged in something that I was actually absolutely fascinated with uh, because because like. Because it was like the possibilities of what I could do with it were endless, right? There's there's no limits to what you can do in business, man. And so like that, bro, becoming an engineer helped me transition out of the league, helped me get out of that depressed state and really helped me find my calling, bro, as being an entrepreneur. That's impressive, man. And congratulations on that, because that's, that takes a lot of gonads to go and just transition and dive into a new skill. Whereas, I mean, it's not like people are saying, hey, football players, go try out, try, try it out being an engineer, right? Like, so you had to have a lot of self-confidence to be like, oh, I can learn this skill. And once you saw it was like a challenging thing that was worth climbing that mountain that you started to dive into. Because I, I talk about that, when we talk about it just in the transition, trying to get out of that idling space as fast as possible yeah. and find that next mountain to climb. Because if you don't, man, it can, it can, it can end it consume up you. bad, man. It can consume you, seriously. And it's interesting that you said like when the whole Facebook thing happened when we were in college, I think that was like our generation's uh, mind opening up. Cause that was for me. Like I wasn't, I never thought like I'm gonna be an engineer, but I started thinking like, wait, wait, I remember wait, the last I... time I saw a hove and them boys take a pick, a check, like two thirty million. They had a record level. Wait, this dude yeah, made a like... thing and he's making a, wait, he's supposed to be a billion dollars. Like, but he thought, what? cause it was like all these entrepreneurs were bumping. It's like MySpace time. You start seeing what they're making. They're like, yeah, oh, man. Like to what you said when you came out, it was like, look, I'm not going back to school for four years. There's got to be a faster way because I see it's, it's got to be a better way. This, I see bro. this person doing this. Like, like I like, got to figure it out. <laughs> and and I really just need to find some way to get the like the motivation. Like, because you know how it is, man. Like we're, we're fierce yeah. competitors, bro. And so it's like, how do I get that work ethic onto something else? And engineering was the thing that I got that that I got that athletic work ethic, like that that grind mode, man. Like that's what I settled on, and, and, and bro, I'm so happy I did, man. <laughs> that's, that's super hard, man. So like when you're in engineering, so where's where take me through the process of now? Like you're an engineer, you feel comfortable mm-hmm. like building, right. creating things, mm-hmm. and then now we find out like, all right, now how do I become an entrepreneur as an engineer? Like how do I find right. my company? Right. Yeah, man. So so um, so got the engineering, bro. Uh, but but was like still like. Man, like super junior, like I thought. I thought I like you know you think you know you got to grasp on something, and then you meet, you start meeting, you start networking with other engineers, and they like, oh, you really don't know ish. <laughs> you just got scratching the surface, bro. Really, just bro, getting getting that lineup, networking with other other peers that were in the engineering world, really showed me that I really need. There was one more step I needed to take up as far as education, right? Right, literally, I'm like, I, I thought I knew. Like, can't I even myself, think about bro. business. I gotta get to the level. Like, no, two. <laughs> and, and so, and so, so, literally, bro, I, I knew at, at that point that there was like a five year, like four to five year learning curve in order for me to get to where, to where the, the, whoever you want to name that, that successful, successful entrepreneur, like, like in order to be to build what I want to build. Because, and, and, and granted, like building companies, tech companies is expensive, bro. Like, and, and, and at that time, you know, I didn't necessarily. And I had already took my lick spending a couple hundred thousand dollars on, on, on trying different ideas, different things. And I, and then, you know, those NFL checks, they weren't coming no more. And so, 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 and, and, and then I, and I obviously had to find something else to do with my time. And so, you know, you know, schemed up a plan, man. Like, look, let's go become an engineer. Let's go get three or four years of experience. And then at, at some point, uh, um, when you're ready, uh, we'll, we'll venture out and try to build our own thing. And so 
literally, man, like after I, after I, I think I, I built, so I built the game, uh, got on TMZ and everything, bro. I made like $80,000 off this game, bro. It was like a, 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 a Flappy Bird clone based off Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl. You probably still find an article right now if you search my name and Smash. It's called, it's called Smash Man. That's what, that's what the game is. Smash Man? Um, <laughs> yeah, it was called Smash Man. That's what, that's what, that's what the game was called, bro. And, uh, and so literally after doing that, seeing the success of it, seeing how, how scalable tech companies were, like how, like, bro, like I can basically put, get a stadium full of people on my platform. Like that's, that's insane. Like, right. Like I, like you throw some, throw a pay gate in front of that. And then I, you start doing math on a monthly basis. You're like, Oh, <laughs> like, bro, I got, I got revenue. Like really start figuring the game out. Like, you're like, okay, like bet now, now, no, but, but obviously like I want to build some, something bigger. But obviously, I ain't got half a million, a million in funding to go do that, or, or, you know, that I can actually let go, man. So so the goal became, like, get all the experience you can. Uh, and so I set out um, to actually go get better educated, went and got into a boot camp, bro, uh, with, with, the, with the plan being that I was going to go work for uh, some Fortune 100 companies in their engineering departments. And then once once I once I learned how they how they ran their companies, how they built, you know, these massive products that were making billions of dollars, then I would venture out. Uh, into doing my own thing. And I did exactly that, bro. Like got it to Atlanta, um, you know, went on to work for like Diamond Chrysler, Bank of America. And then lastly, like Coca-Cola is where, is where I really learned a lot from, from a guy that worked in Silicon Valley, uh, who, had, who, who, who sold, uh, Coca, he sold the patent to, uh, the Coca-Cola bottle, bottle top with the code up, code up under the top. Right. So he was like a mentor for me. Right. And, oh, wow, and, and was a Silicon Valley guy and really taught me how to work as an engineer. Right. And, and actually, he actually poisoned me with that, with that, you know, no sleep culture for, uh, for as an engineer, as an engineer, bro. Like, cause like, 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 you know, the longer, more work, the longer I can stay up, the more code I can push, bro. And so wow. really, really learn, learn how to work really hard. Um, and, 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 uh, and, 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 you know, knew my plan was to work for four years, bro. And then after about my fourth or fifth year of engineering, after leveling up, like going from not making six figures to six figures to making like, you know, two, three hundred K in engineering, like was able to like, like it actually felt the NFL a little bit again, like, like, and, and not, and not, not completely, but like yeah. at the lower level, like I'm doing better than the practice squad can't do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not even, <laughs> I'm, I'm not getting working, hit. I ain't getting the cold tub. I'm, 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 I'm working like four days a week, bro. Like it is, life is great. I still afford the same chain, watch everything, man. But, but I, but I knew at, at the end of the day, Jay, I didn't want to work for nobody. Right. Like I knew I, I didn't want to do that. And so, uh, toward like the fourth, fourth, fifth year, I started venturing out, bro. And that's when, that's when, uh, I, I started hitting you up, telling you about the VR, all, all the VR stuff. Cause that, cause I, I, at that point, I had the experience I needed. Like I had already worked, worked, worked some different jobs, man. And so, um, but I don't even remember which question was. No, it's cool. No, I'm going to jump into, I'm going to jump and take it from there. Cause it was, the, the question was like, um, now I don't remember what I asked either, but it was, I was rolling with you. Oh, making that transition from engineer to entrepreneur, oh, just going through to, that journey. To entrepreneur, but yeah. The, Right, to jump yeah, into where you yeah. were saying, like I was in Dallas at the time yeah. working for ATI Physical Therapy, and man, B King hit me up. He's like, "Yeah, I got this idea." It was like the VR headset, <laughs> still ahead of his time. We, everyone's just now playing with the Oculus, doing this. This was like 2015, yeah. 14, and yeah, we're talking so about 15, doing yeah. the uh, the concerts through the VR headset, through right, the Oculus. Yeah, I was yeah. talking to my man, yeah. like oh, you know, Mark Mac Miller is like talking to the Pittsburgh. I was like, "Yo, he got it. This is crazy." People was looking at me like, "Wait, what?" And I was like, "Nah, this yeah. is like this is ill," but. That goes fast forward, you know what I mean, to where we're at now, which is Brandon's yeah, company where he just had a successful uh, fundraise of 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you, I'll give it to you, but Fan Sub Live right. having some success now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, tell me, tell us a little bit about that. Man, bro, man. So, so, man, so, so here I am now, bro. Think probably at this point, like a principal engineer is what I'd be considered, like probably seven, eight years experience. Uh, full stack. No, I know how to do everything, bro. Like, there's nothing I don't know how to do at this point, right? Um, and this is like after everything, like after the, the VR company uh, failed, try to, you know, start trying to raise money and, and really start learning venture how to raise funds, right? Um, and so, a uh, buddy of mine, uh, by the name of Brandon Howard, if he heard this, he probably laughed. And I, and, uh, <laughs> Came to me with like a fan engagement problem, uh, um, and so uh, came to me with this problem, man. And, and I think it was like 2019, uh, and then the pandemic hit, and, and he and I had started building it as engineers. I remember we signed on the paper, Jay, like 50 percent, fifty percent. I bet we were at Starbucks in Buckhead. Like, all right, how much you want? 50, 50 bet. Sign on a piece of paper, man. Me and a little skinny white dude. <laughs> like, like, right, like, do it, and, and it was, it, and it, and it, and, it, and it, at the time, the name of the company was Fan Subscription, right? It wouldn't, it wouldn't even fan sub, like, that, like it was Fan Subscription first, and had no idea what we were doing, bro. As far as like exactly, like, what problem we were solving, we didn't know we wanted to build like a platform that that gave the 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 creators or or the people that created the most engagement, the all, all the control, right? Like all the data, all 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 the things they need to grow a community, like, right? That that was our goal. And so, man, got into the pandemic. Pandemic hit, and that really actually helped accelerate the time that I that I actually needed to build it, right? Because I, because 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 thinking today, had the pandemic not hit, bro, probably wouldn't be in this position. Because the pandemic actually made me sit in the house, made us all sit still. And while everybody else was sitting still doing what what they were doing, I was in the I was in the lab, bro, like in the lab building, build, like like in the lab building, man. And actually, like came out of it probably. Um, sometime towards the end of 2020 or, or whenever it was, no, it was, it was I think it was in the 20, in the 2020 with an MVP, bro. Uh, and then, uh, approached an investor by the name of Paige Craig, who actually, who actually, who actually gave me my, like my first thumbs up that what I built was actually valuable and, and tried to help me, uh, go off and raise $3 million and it, and it ultimately fell through. But, but, but that experience like of me hustling, bustling, building a product, then an investor coming in towards the end saying, Hey, this thing is valuable. Keep going. Like, like, literally, just lit everything on fire for me, bro. Like, oh, this is this is insane. I'm in the game. I'm so, gonna go so that's what I'm saying. Is that what you felt like? As I'm always interested when guys have that. It's like you're in the wilderness when you get out of sports and you're like figuring it out. You start piece putting the pieces together, and you were a super instinctual player coming up. So like, you always saw you all. I mean, we played nickel together, so like, just you always. I always had respect for how you saw the game and like how you reacted to things. Was this like that moment in like the business world where you're like, oh, I'm like fully enacted, my like my instinctual things here, like I'm in the game, I'm in the league again, <laughs> bro, bro. I'm in the league, bro. And for matter of fact, I'm not in the league. I'm, I'm a pro bowler at this point, bro. Like that's how <laughs> I'm a pro bowler. Like y'all gotta pay me, like as in like that aha moment. Y'all gotta pay me, dog. Like like, like this is it, bro. Like I, cause 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 all cause all you know how we are, Jay. All you need is a little taste of success in the right direction to go into. And then that, like that same hustle, work ethic, drive, like literally is like locked in, laser focused, like this is what to do. Like, and it really showed me, bro, like exactly all my hard work, all the things I believed in, you know, all the sacrifices I had made. Cause man, cause you, man, in the engineering world, you spend a lot of time in front of the computer. And, and, and if you don't, um, you obviously won't be able to do some of the things that, that you want to do, man. But, um, Man, got me layers of focus, bro. And even though we we lost we lost out on the, like the first deal for fan for for fan subscription at the time, 
uh, just like literally going through the process, pitching an investor, right? Like trying to get somebody, come on, trying to get somebody to give you $3 million, like asking them for a company, like it's unheard of. Plus I'm a black man asking with two other white co-founders asking them this, like, you know, like I'm leading the charge, man. And just getting that taste of, of, of some success and then ultimately failing, they just showed me like, uh, what I need to do to ultimately be successful, man. And, 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 and long story short, Jake kept pushing, man. Um, you know, it didn't work out with the previous co-founders that we, we found it with, we, 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 I was able to get the equity back. And then, and then, uh, through that process of actually not being successful, I learned how to build a team. Right. And, 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 and honestly, man, a lot of what I saw in the NFL, like watching GMs, right. Like how they built team. Like I, I, I learned at that point that you got to put the best players in the best positions in, in the right position. It, it was not about me being the star. I'm like, my whole job as an entrepreneur in this tech game is to find the best players. Like I need, I need the best five I can get. I think like and then, have an and acquisition, then, baby. That's I need what to talk about the right, but but it was that it was that NFL mentality. Like, look, yeah. no, nah, it ain't about me. Like, I'm a, I'm gonna eat. Like, I, and, for, and furthermore, I never really want to be frankly. Like, give me the bread. Like, I don't, I don't really care, bro. You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Because yeah, 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 the yeah. goals take, like again, the goals take care of the fam, right? Like, didn't necessarily get a chance to do that from playing the league, and so like this tech game gave me the opportunity to do that or get back to the table to where I could do that. And so, man, kept going. Um, I remember putting out a tweet, Jay, uh, uh, saying I was looking for a booking agent, right? Because FanSub was this big entertainment platform. And, and my, my, my first co-founder, he was the only person that responded, right? And literally, bro, got him on the phone, uh, talked to him for four hours and gave him a 10% equity deal on FanSub, bro. And, and, and to this day, he's still the, he's still the big, he's still the second big, biggest, uh, equity holder behind me. Like, obviously, bro, but, but just like how it happened. Like a thousand people could have answered that message, bro, of, of the wow. tweet I put out. You know, and you talking about, you know, on, and on, on my on my Twitter account at the time, I think I, I think I had like thirty seven thousand followers. And out of thirty seven thousand, only one person was like raised a hand and said, "Yo, bro, I'm interested in what you're doing." And uh, got on the phone with with, with Michael Lombardi um, for four hours, bro. Talked about the vision, the moon, the stars, everything. Gave him the whole whole nine. And then about a week later, bro, he was I flew him to Atlanta to sign his deal. And kind of the rest of your, your, like the, 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 the ball had started rolling on, on building the team at that point. Um, and, 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 and so got Mike in town, had the first show. Um, Mike, Mike, uh, you know, and give, I think, I think I gave him like a couple thousand dollar budget to go, to go, cause, cause we needed to test our live streaming capabilities on fans up, bro. Um, so, so gave him that. And he, and so Mike went out and found, uh, a rapper by the name of Cam James, who would, who would go on to become our third co-founder, right? So, oh, wow. so, 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 so a rapper who was a Georgia Tech grad, um, got a, a, a rocket scientist, spell and be tramp, bro. Like you, you, you would never think he was like this. Um, we end up making him a deal on the spot after his show uh, for for another deal, and then to to, to kind of to to kind of mold the group together. Um, I met this cat by the name of Chris Davis, who was a uh, a Duke grad um, had had, had uh, actually uh, was a freshman All American uh, uh, playing on defense. Um, didn't get a chance to play in the NFL. Played the CFL. Got hurt. Uh, met him when I was playing with the Dolphins uh, through my buddy uh, through, my, through through my partner Anderson Russell, who who went to uh, the Ohio State. Uh, he was number twenty one. Uh, he played like, like with Malcolm Jenkins then. Uh, right. I remember. I think uh, introduced. I know. I know you're talking about. I think I know. You're yeah. Uh, introduced his man and then uh, met him at a Starbucks to show him this MVP of FanSub, bro. And literally, bro, within hours, he, he was like, man, I think I want to come on the team. And, and at, this time, at this time, Chris was like 
known as like a startup guru. And he's probably making great money. Like, and I had no money to necessarily pay him, Jay. Like, but but I had the vision, like, and, and the plan for him to do it, man. And and so I was able to introduce him to the team we had built. And Chris fell in love with the team, and and uh, we end up, man, we ended up. Um, I think we knew we needed to pitch. Like, I, I knew I didn't want to be CEO CEO of, of, of the company. I knew where 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 my strengths lie. Like, could I have been a CEO? Yes. Did I want to do it? No. Because I because I, I I don't necessarily like talking to people that I don't necessarily know. Right. But that was one of his strengths. And so for me being like selfish, like self, self like selfless, like we I, we ended up building a really dope, hardworking team, man, that actually um, uh, w- uh, got a chance to uh, pitch uh, pitch a guy by the name of Dominique Artis, who, who just happened to be giving away seventy thousand dollars for zero percent interest, zero percent equity. Uh, and he was in Atlanta, like uh, and here again, bro. Twitter played a big part in a lot of this too, bro. Hey, yeah, like just, just like just, <laughs> connecting the dots. Like he met him at the gathering spot in Atlanta, pitched him, uh, and, and with the, with the only caveat of him giving it, giving us seventy k, uh, being is that we would have to come to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we like at the time we were like, what the hell is in Tulsa? I don't think we knew what Black Wall Street or the race massacre, any of that stuff was then. But but obviously we we were going to learn about the history of that stuff, man. And so uh, got into the accelerator, took the seventy k, um, uh, and went through the program, bro. It was like three months, and then at the end of our program, bro, in Tulsa, we had, and and, our, and literally our goal was to be there for three months. Come back home to Atlanta. Got approached by an investor who wrote us a million dollar check, bro. Uh, a whole a whole million, a whole million, a whole million, uh, yeah, a, a whole million, bro. Like a whole a whole, a whole million. And it ends up forever to go through the due diligence, bro. Like, they, like it's it's a thorough process. The way they, they check, they checking everything out. Hey, I, like, I think I told you before. You know, they they were checking to make sure I actually played in the NFL. They're like, did you really do this? Like all, all this other stuff, man. And, and, and bro, being the it, bro for the first time, I had seen that. You know, you know everything my parents had, had told me. You know, by staying clean. You know, staying out of trouble. Like like all that really paid off. All, all the the work ethic that I had learned from from playing ball, man. Like all that. Bro, had I not done any of that or, or not gotten any of those lessons, no way they they write you know a, you know a team full of full of black entrepreneurs literally because it you know it's it's it's, th- it's three African American guys and then, then one Italian dude. I only call my I only call Mike White. I call him Italian because <laughs> I swear he he like the most non-white dude ever. You'll meet you'll be like hold on, hold on. I thought no you you would never guess it, bro. But but uh man, it went on and, and, and we did it, bro. Yeah, no, congratulations. Like, you guys did do it, man. Especially, like, the story is amazing. You're talking about being ineligible from your freshman year to now, you know, going into an incubator and then coming out with a million dollar, you know, capital investment into your company. I don't think we jumped into it too much. We were talking about the process. Now, you got to give us the, the, give the listeners a snippet. What exactly is the mission of FanSup? Like, what is it? How can they find it? And, like, what is the MVP product? Yeah, man. So, so the mission, man, is to help uh, creatives uh, cultivate, scale, and own their brand alongside their super fan community. So, like, so, so, like, for instance, like, like, bro, you you should be building a, a brand in high school, in college, right? So, our platform that our platform literally enables creatives to do that, and and, and literally, man, we started with like musicians first and helping them. Like, like literally on their data, on, like on their brand, like the whole mission of fans is to power creators to own their brand. And so like, like it's literally how, how we started because none of us had had any platform that would help us because we all had fans in college. Right. Jay, like, like you, like you, bro, you, you big at Penn State, like big, big time, like, right. But, but did you ever feel like you, you really own that brand? You know what I'm saying? And so like, that was the mission. Like, 
Like with Chris being a, he was a freshman, all, he was all American at Duke. Obviously, I, I was all Big Ten at Penn State. At, at, uh, I was about to say Penn State at Purdue. I know. Oh, I, really want, I know you want to come to the Blue and White Dog. Oh, it's all good, hey, bro. bro. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I don't think. I don't think. I don't, did Penn State ever say something? I don't know. Bro, I never. I, I think I. I bro, I, I thought Penn State was dope, but I never. Um, I don't think I ever did. I, I can't even remember. It's kind of. It's like kind of out there for some people. It's just like, oh, that's cool school, but like, that's, yeah, it's cool school, right? <laughs> big, real big stadium, a lot, a lot of white in the stands, like a whole, <laughs> whole lot of that, bro. But, yeah. um, but, um, yeah, man, like just, um, yeah, man, had, had no, had no idea, man, uh, anything, anything about Penn State, but anyway, um, yeah, man, that's, that's somewhat of the story, Jay. Oh, uh, that's uh, ill, uh, man, because you said it, earlier that you didn't know what was good with the NIL space and like it comes out that you knew exactly what was good with the NIL space because you came up with Fansub Live where guys and creators can have and own their brand. So it's like, like, like literally, <laughs> like literally own it, bro. And, and so it's funny you say that, bro, because like, like that's what our, that's literally what the whole mission is, like to help them to help put like to, to be able to build a brand, to help them consistently monetize throughout their whole career, like not just when they play in the NFL because because cats can can literally start monetizing bro um literally man like if, if you if you're a high school star it literally starts then from the moment you start you start building that fan base bro like our whole goal was to help people build a better a a, a, a community a fan base that turned into a community right and then throughout through through connecting with that community you know you, you can offer them you know access to your world and so that's what fan sub is bro like that's the product we're building uh and MVP was like MVP necessarily it, it, it didn't necessarily turn into that. Then it, 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 fans up is that now, and you know when we first built MVP, it was like it was a lot to do with like live streaming and, and, and music concert. But but we knew the goal was like like we knew that was like one piece of of, of what we needed. Um, like like being able to live stream, and that was actually really hard to take the build too, because like I didn't have nobody to talk to about how to build streaming. Like basically, bro, we we built a a broadcasting system into our software. Right. That's and amazing. so that yeah. that that was like the secret sauce of proprietary software that allowed us to 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 be venture venture uh, backable potentially. Like because I because that, that that was literally the core of it. And, and it's still a big piece of what we do now. But 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 um, and, and for example, like uh, like I think uh, who I think LeBron played in like the he played in, in a Drew League this summer, I think so. Right. And so, for instance, uh, for example, he could have sold tickets to a live stream event for that and, and made, gave his fans access to it, gave them something, you know, gave them a treat, the experience. Like, that's what FanSub allows people to do. That's a, that's amazing and very innovative. We're going to talk offline. I can't give too much juice, but, like, with the broadcasting abilities, when you talk about that, that's, like, man, that's that that that's gets very interesting in the, in the yeah. sports branding, marketing world. So, like, oh, oh yeah. I mean. We could because eventually we want to have lockdown. You have a little group up there having like a boy band situation. All the all the oh, blue yeah. white collective brands on there, so people can monetize and get into these these ecosystems with millions of fans, and so they can ride man, up man, in a fan. Man, and and we even talking about we talking we talking about turning uh, these creators into basically stocks now, bro. With NFTs, that's what it is. like versus, so, so that's a whole nother because people should be able to. I mean, because bro, fans like they spend a lot of time. Like fans don't like and literally. We named it fan sub because we wanted fans to be able to to own the people, like have skin in the game with their favorite creatives, favorite people, favorite people they follow, right? Like, because because they spend a lot of their time, money, and they never get it really anything in return. So that's why the company got named fan sub, bro. Love it, man. So where the the last question is, man? And let what do you see? Where do you see fan sub in the next ten years, or what's the career end goal with the whole with the company? Man, uh, 
you know, being the place for creatives to go to build that brand, to own it, right? Like at some point, we'll we'll start playing around with NL, NL, you know, with, with with the athletes. But man, being being a, a in ten years, bro, I I I, I see fans up being one of like the premier digital agencies in the world, where where not only do we help like navigate the the you know you know uh, creatives um, uh, in their in their brand building journey, but we also give them the platform to do so as well. So, so it'll be twofold. It'll be be it'll be it'll be some hand to hand, hand to hand, you know, on hand things, and then we'll hand them a technology platform to also to help enhance and and then harness all that information, that data, that community that, that they built. So, uh, and then we we definitely see ourselves either exiting, bro, or, or or going IPO, man. Like like we we really feel like this one this is one with the brand and and, and the name of it that we can take all the way, um, and and, and, and hopefully one day, uh, Spotify come come calling, knocking uh, Apple. Uh, uh, AWS, who, 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 who may, who are, who our software is it's literally built on top of AWS. And so they, they could for sure come knocking, uh, if we, if we can get obviously the user base up enough and then really start making some noise with, with millions of people, man, like that's the goal. So, so IPO or exit definitely. And it, it's, I only think it's in the next 10 years. I think it's actually, this is year three for us with fans up now or year, yes, it's going into year three. Uh, and, and it's already valued at multiple million dollars, raised two million in a, in our pre-seed round. And so the next round of funding for us is, is 10 to 15 million, probably at a 50, 60 million dollar valuation, bro. So, so we're all like, we're already on our way. And then, mm-hmm. and then if, and then we can obviously show, show a little more product market fit and then, you know, get our, our monthly active users up to in the hundreds of thousands to the millions. Uh, we'll, we'll be in the nine figure range before we know it, bro. Man, that's amazing, bro. Like, thank you so much for jumping onto the Blue Chip Academy podcast, Blueprint of Success, man. Thank you, Brandon King, for coming on, man. And like he said from the beginning, soak up this process. Like somebody like him had a varied storied experience, man, going to Purdue from Georgia, having all the different things from being ineligible to his freshman year, being two-time All-Ten, all two-time All-Big Ten DB selection, playing in the NFL, transitioning out diving into himself and trusting that he, something was for him, having a faith to go in, do the yep. engineering route and putting in the work, right? Like going in, working for companies, understanding how it operates to then growing to build his own team, taking the lumps and can you continue to stand back up, raise money and all that, man. So very inspiring story, giving blueprints for an entrepreneur journey or just those pivots and never having any lack of self-confidence when you need to learn something else and understand that there's a development curve, developmental curve with everything that we're doing, but you guys are built a certain type of way as you can build this up. If we did it at 36, mm-hmm. we want y'all to do it at 26, man. So again, oh, yeah. King, yeah. appreciate you, bro, for jumping on and much Always. love to, and uh, good luck with everything with Fansub Live. No, y'all going to be uh, exiting 100 million plus, all that good stuff, get to bro. the Phillies, all and, that. And then, bro, I invite you, you to that yacht party we're going to have. Hey, going, I'm all, you know, I'm first on, man. I'm in there, man. I've been a believer day one, dog. So you guys no, like and subscribe you know, to the podcast and to the YouTube channel. And again, B King, thank you for jumping on, man. Oh, no problem, bro. Hey, hey, uh, st- uh, be blessed. Uh, stay safe, Jay. Uh, look Thanks. forward to talking to you again, man. Appreciate you having Thanks. me on, bro. No, thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Blue Chip Academy. To help navigate the recruiting waters, LIG Sports Group put together a Blue Chip recruiting checklist. Download your checklist at LIGsports.com Blue Chip Academy to ensure you're making informed decisions through this process. Hit subscribe and check out the LIG Sports Group Football Ops Recruiting YouTube channel, where we'll talk about the recruiting and other critical points in the football ecosystem. If you're feeling stressed, confused, or just want help putting together a Blue Chip Blueprint for you and your son, don't hesitate to book a console call with me at 
LIGsports.com backslash Blue Chip Academy. Remember, everyone has a different journey. Keep sharpening and remember that you can only go to one school. Just make sure that you have your blue chip blueprint together and execute it. Life is good.